striving, envying, jealousy, murmuring, complaining, discontentment, greediness, even foolish talking and jesting are indicators one is not thankful. Thanksgiving is around the corner and therefore we ought to be refreshed in what is thanks or thanksgiving? And how do we become thankful and therefore be able to heed the exhortation to us in the Word of God of how to be thankful in everything? Welcome to the weekly Wholesome Words podcast where we examine the sound doctrine in God's Word for the specific purpose to know Christ, gain the renewing of our mind that we might prove His will in our lives that all things would work together for His purpose. I am Josh Drelecki, pastor and teacher of Twin Cities Grace Fellowship. Join me in this episode of Weekly Wholesome Words as we take a look at the issue of godly thanksgiving. The giving of thanks or thanksgiving is something as Christians we easily forget. We are not thankful for others. We are not thankful for situations. And we are not thankful for the things that God has given us in Christ. The giving of thanks is therefore then lacking. It passes us or slips our mind. And why is this? Well, when we understand the nature of thanksgiving, the rendering of thanks for good received is truly we don't see things as good, things that we have received that are good from someone else or someone else or God and his things. When all reality, when we know God's word, our heart response because of the heart's understanding of the things we are to be a people full of thanksgiving and therefore be able to, in everything, give thanks. It's that specific thing that I want to look at in this episode. But before we get there, I want you to understand clearly and plainly what I am not talking about and what the Bible is not talking about. As we discuss the issue of giving thanks or thanksgiving, we're not talking about the issue of, as you might have heard, the glass half empty, or the glass half full. This isn't a psychological gimmick to deal or transform with, transform the flesh. We're not dealing with psychology and philosophy to produce a thankful attitude. We want godly thanksgiving. We want true thanksgiving. Sincere and genuine thanksgiving that only comes from a proper response and appreciation of the things that God has revealed in his word. There's two passages in Paul's epistles that kind of serve as bookends. The first doctrinal epistle that Paul, that we have in the scripture there in the book of Romans, and then the last epistle in which he writes. And in those two epistles, he says this in Romans chapter 1 and verse 21, as he describes man and their devolution in sin, producing unrighteousness and ungodliness. And here's what he says in verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, 
but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. So here we get some great insight. One is when you don't esteem God to who he is and his things in light of what he says about them, you're not going to be thankful. And the reason why we don't glorify God as he is and his things as good that they are is because we ascribe to and cultivate or, or go after vain imaginations. We go after a different image, thoughts that are contrary to God and his things. And our hearts are darkened. And therefore that dark heart doesn't appreciate and respond well to God's things. This transformation of being able to give thanks and everything takes place the moment we believe the gospel. When we realize when the, the, the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ and the light of the glorious gospel in Christ is spoken to us, is preached and proclaimed to us, we are impacted and we are able to finally see whether we respond in faith or not, be able to see our true standing, our guilt uh, before God and the, the, the reality of the debt and penalty of our sin and its consequence. And what ends up taking place is that we believe it or we don't believe it. But if we believe it, it's because usually we find and we esteem the value in it. Paul says in Romans chapter 6 and verse 17 when he describes those Believers at Rome, as he recalls when they believe the gospel, he says, But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. The doctrine was delivered to them, and what it did is it manifests their inner man and their standing before God, and therefore they obeyed. When that glorious gospel shined in their dark hearts, they obeyed it. They believed it. And a heart of gratitude is generated from such a salvation and such a justification and a remedy for our eternal predicament. On the other bookend, Paul's last epistle that he writes in 2 Timothy, he says this in chapter 3 as he describes the perilous times that shall come. And look at what is almost smack dab in the middle. As he describes these things in verse 2, he says, For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful. It should be plainly understood that God desires for us to be a people that are thankful, a giving of thanks. When you put this in the uh, context of parents who raise up their children and they bestow all these goods and they, they labor to have money to provide for their children. And if they don't have money to seek out help to the best of their ability. And what do the parents usually, maybe not so much in our time, but usually look for? They look for a heart of gratitude and appreciation for the goods that were bestowed upon that individual. 
that child. And when it's not there, there's a training, there's an education. And so too we, as we are God's sons and daughters, all too often, unfortunately, but yet at the same time, necessarily, need to be trained and educated in regards to what God has bestowed upon us and to be thankful for it. Now, if we can see clearly that we ought to be thankful in regards to our salvation from the debt and penalty of our sins, and that we ought to be thankful for being justified by grace through faith in what Christ did for us on the cross in his death, burial, and resurrection, and therefore we come along and put a term on that in regards to God's grace, and therefore we're thankful for his grace, if we are to understand that the things that God has bestowed upon us today are of his grace, then truly we should be able to be thankful for so much. Paul says this to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. He says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work what a phenomenal statement god has the ability and the capacity to make all his grace not just a measure of it not just some of it but all of it and all of it abound towards you. Those superlatives are supposed to strike our minds and our hearts in regards to the depth of his grace that he abounds toward us in. And he says, here's the applicableness of all grace abounding towards you. He says that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. And what the phenomenal thing is, is that every one of those good works that are generated by the sufficiency of his grace working within us is rewardable, is, is accounted by him in the life that is to come. This would be no surprise as we go through our doctrinal edification in Paul's epistles when he writes in Romans chapter 5 after learning that one is justified by faith. He says in verse 2, he says, By whom we also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. We stand in this grace and the nature of it is all grace and all grace abounding toward us. That's echoed and laid forth it further on in Romans chapter 5, when we begin to really realize this grace that we received, the nature of it. He says in verse 17, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. The moment we believe the gospel, the moment we believe in the faith of Jesus Christ, and we trust solely on his merit and not our own, we not only receive the gift of righteousness, the gift of his righteousness apart from our works, but we receive abundance of grace. We receive the abundance of grace. Now, the reason why this is so important is because thanksgiving and the giving of thanks is that we are able we are responding responding and rendering gratitude toward someone for that which is given to us or that which is done toward us 
And the reality is, if God's grace is all grace, is abound towards us, that we might be sufficient in all things, that we might abound to every good work, then we are therefore in the position by God's all grace to be sufficient in all things, to be able to in everything give thanks. So this is how it works, beloved. One, what we're not talking about, the glass half empty or the glass half full, we're not dealing with psychological jargon, philosophical gimmicks to toy with our mind, to provide a ebb and flow of gratitude and thanksgiving that simply is the tr- the flesh's attempt to gratitude we're not talking about what the world has and the wisdom of the world offers in order for us to be thankful when we are looking at the world what the world has to offer and looking at the pleasures and the riches of this world to produce thanksgiving those things are going to fluctuate Those things are going to sometimes be there and they're not going to be there all too often based upon our whimsical emotions and attitudes on any given day. What we're speaking about is godly thanksgiving. And godly thanksgiving, a giving of thanks, is that a rendering of thanks and gratitude toward God because He has abounded toward us in all of His grace. And all of that grace is to provide a sufficiency in all things. In other words, to be able to live this life pleasing unto him that is rewardable by him in the life that is to come. It is a good thing, the psalmist says, to give thanks. The psalmist says in Psalm 69 verse 30 that God is magnified with thanksgiving. The writer of Hebrews echoes that in regards to when we give thanks. When they would give thanks it would be a sacrifice of the lips. When we give thanks we are acknowledging the goodness of God toward us. And so again how has he been good toward us? May I put this in perspective for us by the word of God. I just spoke earlier in regards to if we are rendering our thanks based upon what the wisdom of the world or the riches of the world or lack thereof offers us to be the measure of our giving of thanks towards God, then we are mistaken. But we also understand, have to understand how God is being good to us that which we just spoke about, that he has abounded toward us in, by all of his grace, that we might be sufficient in all things. There is never a situation, circumstance, where you do not possess the all grace for your sufficiency. Your sufficiency to be obedient unto God and to live godly in all things. This situation, that circumstance, this person, that person, at work, at home, as a father, as a mother, as a, a, a daughter, as a son, as parents, as husband and wife, at work, as an employee, as a, a, a one in management, in the church. 
everything and in all things. We can be thankful because God has given us all grace to be sufficient in that, to do God's will within it. And here was what I wanted to touch about upon, is God is not extending his goodness to us the way in which he extended his goodness to Israel in the past. If Israel obeyed, God would extend his goodness to them in physical, material blessing in which they would therefore then be able to be thankful for. No, God has given us way more. When, when, when Paul says that to the Corinthians in regards to the issue of that God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you might be sufficient in all things. That isn't the issue of you having a ton of money. Because if that was the issue, then you leave out another thing, another situation, circumstance, when maybe you don't have money. It's not the issue of having all the clothes that you need or you think you want. Because that would take away another situation, circumstance to put his sufficiency on display. And that is when you don't have them. God extends his goodness today, not physically and materially, but spiritually. See, you have to understand that we don't simply receive his goodness in material blessings. But God has dispensed to us in his word the composition of his goodness that we might not simply be thankful for material things in which he could bestow upon us, but that we would be thankful because he has given to us his goodness that we may be good like him. That we would actually possess in our inner man the very thing that propagates and motivates and constrains him to be good to others. And therefore we're able to labor with him in his grace. And we're able to be an extension of his goodness to others. And therefore when we understand that his all spiritual blessings being dispensed to us the possession of them and all of his grace abounding toward us that we might have sufficiency in all things or to say it another way as Paul says it that all things work together for good to them that love God to them that are the called according to his purpose when we take the sufficiency of his grace that we learn by the word of God and it is married together in all things our sufficiency in that thing and in all things comes from God and therefore we're able to abound to every good work in which he'll reward in the life that is to come therefore we can in everything give thanks Here's just a few of them, as Paul writes. He says, But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Death is not our end. In situations of death and suffering, we can give thanks because it isn't our end. And we can give thanks much more in our suffering and manifest the excellency of the power of His Word working within us. Paul took pleasure in infirmities. Why? 
because God's word provided him a a power to work in him not to experience the adverse effects of suffering in his inner man like it so naturally does. He could give thanks unto God because of that. He says, Now thanks be unto God which always causeth us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. When we go out there and we proclaim the gospel, when we share the gospel, no matter the results, that is a sweet savor of Christ unto God. Therefore, we can be thankful for that. We can be thankful in regards to the relationships that we have one with another. He says to Timothy that thanks may be given to all for all men. Why? Because all men, unbelievers, you have an opportunity to share them the gospel. They are the have the potential to believe the gospel and therefore become justified in God's sight. And for believers, they are members of the body of Christ in which to manifest godliness towards them. He says, but thanks be to God, which put the same earnest care into the heart of Titus for you. We can be thankful for the care that God through his word places in our hearts for other saints. He says in Ephesians 5 verse 4, neither filthiness for foolish talking or jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. It impacts our relationships with others to not have foolish talking or jesting and joking that is sport that really corrupts and destroys and takes down instead of a building up and appreciation for one another. He says in Ephesians 5 verse 20, Give, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It says in Colossians 3 verse 17, And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do all in Christ. Do all in his goodness as you've learned it from the word of God and that's built up within you. Do all in word and deed through that, by that. And when whatsoever you do in word or deed is married with the name of the Lord Jesus and understanding his name by virtue of understanding his mind, you are able to understand that you have all sufficiency in all things and you are able to give thanks to God and the Father by him. Paul says that he was bound to give thanks all the way to God for the brethren. And in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. God's will is that you'd be thankful in everything and in all things, because the power of his word is sufficient to be able to carry out the will of God no matter the situation or circumstance. And truly, if we understand with our heart, if we truly understand what he wants us to understand, then we understand the life that we ought to live and the life that is pleasing to God. And we are able to therefore know that all things work together for good. All things with the word of God work together for his good and acceptable and perfect will that we therefore 
have every opportunity in everything and in all things by the word of God to give thanks. Beloved, the glass is never half empty. It's never half full. When you're a Christian and you understand that all grace is abounding towards you, the problem is, the issue is, is we need to access it. We need to utilize it. We need to rely upon it. Yield to it. Renew our minds with it. Improve it. And when we do that, we are abounding unto every good work. Manifesting God in our lives by the word of God working effectually in us. We truly have much to be thankful for all the time. Not just in this holiday season. Until next week, look up.